to show everyone can't afford to listen to it's a victory hump day edition of cowboys conversation and eric i just gotta say one thing and one thing only thank you fucking corner mcgregor he brought the luck of the irish and the cowboys won a game Yahoo! i can't imagine a better combination for you and your undercarriage uh to have the Dallas Cowboys, the Dallas Football Cowboys, America's team, and 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 the Irishman, whom you love so much, together under the same roof, coming together in fellowship over a Cowboys victory, and holy God, I can't imagine the two forces, the Cowboys victory chub and the Conor McGregor chub, all coming together and uniting for one fully torqued Sunday afternoon, Mr. Zach Wolchuk. We certainly were all coming together. In multiple ways. And my, oh my, it was my two favorite things together in one. And then if you see the the uh, little post video the Mac Life came out with of Connor, a little behind the scenes. People wanted to talk about, oh, he can't throw. Which, yeah, I mean, dude, the guy can't throw. He's also a lefty, which always is an ugly throw. And he's from Ireland. I don't think he's really tossing much football around. Hell, that might have been the first game he saw. And what a game to come and see for your debut. You ain't kidding. He's a good luck charm. If I'm Jerry Jones, I'm trying every to figure game, out a way right? to get him into he's at least, at least every there. home game. You know, at least every home game. Yes, in he I don't needs want him to, to bring. There. I don't want him to bring those vibes into another person's stadium. I think his age. You think they'll start a fight? Home, you know? All of a sudden, someone's going to be jumping oh, over yeah, the railing, and oh, craziness is going to be happening. No, it was incredible. And then he's he's promoting. It was basically a UFC promo video at the end there, like. Wouldn't it be great to have the octagon here in AT and T Stadium with me in the middle of it? Yeah, it'd be f- it'd be fucking sick, baby. <laughs> it'd be amazing. It'd it be fucking great. It would be incredible. I know. I can't even imagine what you would do. You would be up all night waiting for those tickets to go on sale. I would even, absolutely even if buy he was tickets. Fighting to some like fifteen year old schmuck. Yeah, bag. like it could be who? Who the heck knows? Some no name bum. Uh, from Bosnia. Well, hopefully we can not, pull. Not, I mean, if they did have a McGregor fight here at AT and T, maybe you and I could pull some nosebleed seats. Kit, you know, strings. We have connections. Who knows? Maybe we end up ringside. Cage side. side. Yeah, cage side. Yeah, heck yeah, man. We need to work everything we can because I guarantee you, Dana came out. He was asked about it by TMZ, and he's like, "Well, that's that's a big, a little bigger than usual kind of stadium there. So we need the right event. Certainly, the right event." Centers around Connor. It does. And Khabib? Maybe. All right, so let's dive into this Cowboys football game where I know Whew. you, I mean, just right from the start. Shock and awe. Shock and awe uh, uh, and shock. Yeah, it was shockingly awesome. And, uh, <laughs> yes, yes I, it I, was. I just, I just can't really fathom where your mind was. From the start of the game, it had to just be. I'm still kind of enjoying the, it. Is yeah. that bad that no, I'm still I enjoying it's great. it? I think it, it, it's it's a Wednesday. We're we're talking D- Dallas Cowboys victory Wednesday, which we love victory Wednesdays. It just think makes everything so much better. We would do a victory Monday, but the party's still happening. You know what I'm saying? Yeah, like, I'm. We still only do drunk. Wednesdays exactly because it's like we don't even feel the the, the Cowboys victory hangover until Wednesday night, Thursday morning. So thank God we're here and. Good God, dude. Your boys did it. They did it. And I'm sitting here on our own airwaves, basically assuming two and four is inevitable. Yeah. It's happening. We all did. 
It's weird, though, because in the back of my mind, and, and maybe the stigma is not there for you, and maybe it is. Maybe I'm not alone. But I'm still thinking to myself, it's the Jaguars. Like, it's, it's the Jacksonville Jaguars. Like, really? Why am I just assuming that they're just so big, bad, and tough, and it's an automatic L? Like, it's still Blake Bortles at quarterback. And, yes, that defense is really good, but they just got completely blown up by, granted, one of the best offenses in football, and the Cowboys had shown nothing yeah, I that think- resembled anything that they – produced on the football field on Sunday. And I think that's where it came from. I think that's where those feelings stemmed from for Cowboys fans. It wasn't even so much like, oh, my gosh, the vaunted Jacksonville Jaguars. They're not. You don't look at them like you look at the Rams right now or the Chiefs, but you understand that that defense is really, really good, really, really young, really, really fast, really, really aggressive, and it's mostly the indictment on your own team looking yourself in the mirror and thinking, man, through five games – I've only seen probably one offensive output that I really respected. I can't imagine how this team goes from all the schematic coaching issues that they've had to putting up 40 points on a Jaguars defense that is, you know, at least going into the game, you're talking about top three defense in the league, and the Cowboys were far from that offensively. So coming into the game, you're looking at your offense like, gosh, I mean – We'll, we'll be lucky if we can run the ball. We're certainly not going to be able to pass the ball, and that was quite the opposite. Yeah, it was crazy. I mean, you're looking at Cole Beasley having his best game of the year, and I guess the Cowboys watching film from their quotes after the game felt pretty confident. Like they were looking at what the Jaguars were doing and things that Kansas City did to exploit them last week and thought, all right, we like that. We like this. We think we can get Beasley open here. Like Beasley was feeling good all week, according to Dak, thinking that he. He's having a good week. I mean, they just kind of knew from watching film that they would be out able to schematically put the Jaguars in bad positions, and they did so, and it's just I still can't really believe it because it was an enjoyable game. You know, I, I obviously work them up at the station, then I go back, and I will, I rewatch them, and most of the time it's it's a really difficult time to even – Sit there and rewatch the game. This especially was just, when you know you lost. Now this one, you know you this won. This was by so a ton. great. Yeah, there was not a single real second in the game where you thought, no, "Oh, maybe they the took Cowboys it, are going to lose." Opening it. drive. Now, of course, you'd like a touchdown, but we got to say before this just gets completely lost, the whole ordeal that was the cutting of Dan Bailey, and it was almost like the death of a family member. Was the vibe in yeah. Dallas like it was a huge deal? I'd never seen, and I love Dan too. And Dan was money. You know, he was confident. We didn't have to worry about it. Well, kickers are people, too. You no know? doubt. Kickers aren't. Kick, kickers are people, too. <laughs> They're just not football <laughs> players. But he's struggling a little bit in Minnesota. And freaking Marwich is coming in here. Brett Maher is kicking. Maher? Literally kicking ass. Yeah. No, well, he's kicking footballs. Kicking football ass. And, yeah, that, that's been a true blessing. He misses his first field goal ever as a Dallas Cowboy, and then he goes on a great streak. I think he's like 13 in a row That he's something. on right now, yeah. So, Nuts. yeah, you open up the game with a field goal, which I was honestly pleasantly surprised. Hey, you go out and get points. No, at least they got some points, right? Guy. And like, it looked good. good. I mean, they, they yeah. moved the football well. Moved and the then... ball, and then it's, it's, it was, for me, during the game, it was obviously the offensive line protected really well. Which best was game they've played. Best yeah. game they've played. Uh, and which again is a surprise when you talk about that front seven of the inside. I thought speed. Connor Williams had his best game. I think that had a lot to do with that. It. Was great, and then just the general third downs, you know, and Cole Beasley coming yeah. up huge, and that's what Cole really made his name for himself here in Dallas by being that third down monster. And it finally came back, and it was cool because it wasn't just a 
two yard, three yard. It was 10, 15, 20 yards dig in the middle of the field, which they seem to be doing all game long. And it was working beautifully. And the Jacksonville defense was just, they were confused. They were leaving guys wide open. Beasley was running wide open a handful of times. And it was a beautiful thing to watch. And then we got to see our boy Dak do some running, which we talked about on Cowboys conversation earlier in the season. He needs a minimum of, what did we say, seven or eight carries a game, whether they're called or just scrambled. He just does it, yes. And he ended up running the ball over 10 times, I yeah. think. 10, he had 12. 81 yards, I think yeah. it was. And not all of them were designed, but a handful of them were. A couple of weird plays with Dak that were concerning. Now, it was the Conor McGregor effect, the fortuitous bounce that he got, um, being able to, all of a sudden, the ball kind of awkwardly pops out of his hands on a couple of occasions. And the one is the fumble that pops right, hits the ground right in front of him, and then he just bounces, boom. Here it is. I'm running. Ooh, I got it. No, no hesitation. Jacksonville never really had a, a shot at it. It just bounced perfectly right to deck on two occasions, and those were concerning. Could have been turnovers, but again, because of the luck of the Irish in the house, things went well for the Cowboys. They got the bounces, and absolutely the offense was gorgeous. It was absolutely beautiful to watch, uh, really from all, all facets of the game, and especially, like you said, getting Cole Beasley involved. I think there's something, we talk about energizer bunnies, you know, and you kind of view that as maybe being a Tavon Austin, a guy who's going to come in and provide a big play, a spark play for you, a splash play. Well, Cole's kind of that guy that gets this thing going for the Cowboys in the passing game. I mean, even if you look at the final statute, it wasn't like Dak was spreading the ball around. It was pretty much Beasley, Zeke had a couple catches, Gallup had one catch, and that touchdown that was a crazy phantom. I don't know how that other foot didn't get down, but whatever. He defied physics on that one. Uh, that that would have been a touchdown. Gallup did a couple of things here and there, but otherwise you didn't see anything. Like I don't think Hearns had a catch. Um, Deontay Thompson, who who was very active in the Houston game, didn't really see many snaps at all in this one. So Cole Beasley is really the guy when you look at filling that void and not having Witten and not having Dez and who's going to step up and who's going to move the chains, it's Cole Beasley. And most teams know that. Most teams recognize that. I think Jacksonville does. But matchup-wise, Dallas found some things they could exploit. And I think Tony Romo said it best during the broadcast. It was the comment he made like, hey, you want to find – you know, be a little more creative as an offense, go ahead and watch the team the week after they play Kansas City. Because Kansas City comes out basically what everybody wants to be here in Dallas. And you look at the formations, you look at the plays, and, and Scott Linehan's probably watching that saying, oh, here's this guy breaking open. I like that. Let's take that. Let's take this. And that's how they were probably able to draw up a very effective game plan. But we'll see. Can that now continue against the Washington Redskins? Well, I don't see why not. I mean, I've been watching Washington – the last couple of weeks, and they got guys just running wide open. I mean, everybody saw it on Monday night when Drew Brees was breaking records and setting the world on fire. Where's Josh Norman? You know what I'm saying? Like, and it was all night against the the Saints, and then on Sunday, every time I'm watching, I watched ten minutes of that freaking Redskins and, and Panthers game on Sunday. And granted, Washington won the game, but defensively, I'm seeing guys running wide open. McCaffrey's running wide open here. This guy's running wide. Funches is running wide open here. I'm like, dude, the Cowboys should feel pretty nice. I mean, I don't know what's going on in their secondary. I don't know if Josh Norman's got, you know, he's just upset about something or he's just, you know, you know, pounding about something. I just something. don't think he's, he's as good anymore. He's certainly not as good. 
And uh, I don't think he was ever oh, that great. You know what I'm saying? He did what he did well, which is he do, he can play some zone. All right, great. But you're right. He was never that great, and he's only fallen off. And that whole secondary seems to have fallen off. Washington's one of those random teams. It's so funny. I saw a stat. I don't know if you saw this, but it's Washington over like their last 10 games is – Oh yeah, ten and ten, or over the last five games is five and five. Over the last ten games, ten and ten. Over their last like fifteen games is fifteen and fifteen and one. They have a tie. Yeah, and then, the like, last thirty last, games. Yeah, yeah, and then they're like twenty and twenty. Like they're they're a five hundred team. Like they don't show up at all against New Orleans, and then they show up and play awesome against the Panthers the next week. You just you never know what you're going to get from this team, <laughs> except for the fact that. They're not even when they win. It's not like they're just dominating and oh my gosh, this this offense is just putting up tons of numbers and this defense is going crazy. They're just like they can they're going to win by three or they're going to lose by seventeen. Yeah, and the Cowboys usually play well against them. I think they're eight and two in their last ten games. Dak's the Redskins in Washington. Dak and they've won their last five or six in a row in Washington. So yeah, things bode well for the Cowboys to continue and carry that over. And I remember last year they had that crazy explosive game against San Francisco, and that kind of built built up some traction. And then they entered their bye week with that big win against Kansas City at home, which is probably before this past weekend against Jacksonville was probably their last like really wow damn that looks like a good football signature team win. signature win yeah. Um, that was he, the crazy game where Tyreek yeah, Hill Tyree had one Kill. of the most unbelievable exactly. plays I've ever seen exactly. right so, before halftime. And that makes the Jacksonville one more impressive because you didn't have any of those moments. Like, we haven't even talked about the defense yet. And the defense is, I think you can go ahead and say they're the real freaking deal because you can't point at all to them at any point in this season aside from not being able to make the stop against the Texans in overtime, which you would ask them to make 20 other million stops that game. They weren't able to make one, whatever. DeAndre Hopkins got them. He got him. Great play. Tip the cap. But this defense has kept the Cowboys, even in week one, like they haven't been out of any game. They were in the Carolina game because the defense was playing well. They obviously were in the Seattle game. The defense was playing well. Defense kept them in against Houston. This defense is legit. And the scary thing is, I think they had talked about the Cowboys holding a team to, what was it, 20 points or less? Without Sean Lee, like in the 49 games that Sean Lee's missed. Oh, God. He's missed 50 this games. This is the first time they've like ever done that, man. It Jeez, just it, it was a crazy, man. crazy stat. I got to go back and find it because it's very impressive. Out of like the ten years he's played, he's missed like four seasons. Yeah, that's incredible. He's missed a lot of time. He did miss one full year for sure. Well, it's just it's really nice. I'll tell you, it is refreshing to turn on the Cowboys when they don't have Sean Lee and watch them throw out a respectable defense. Yeah, like it, it's it, not it's a, completely. It is on. absolutely refreshing for that to happen because it hasn't been the case. It's usually it's a foregone conclusion. If Sean Lee's out, our team sucks, but specifically, oh God, our defense just falls And apart. you're a linebacker guy. Oh, so like no it's easy for me. It's, I'm a thumper. Right, so it's easy for me, field. you know, rooting for these guys and being overly emotionally invested because it's my team. So mm-hmm. I want, I whenever these guys are playing well, like they're playing Hall of Fame level well to me. But you've got to be, even from an outsider's perspective, the way Jalen Smith and Leighton Vander Esch are playing right now has got to be impressive, is it not? It, it, it truly is, and not only in the run game, but also in the passing game. And for Leighton Vander Esch, watching him move the way he does, he he really wows you with his athleticism because you know how big he is. I mean, you can tell just by – I mean, a lot of times on TV you're like, I'm not sure if this guy's huge. No, you can tell Vander Esch is huge. 
And when you see him turn and run with these receivers and these tight ends all the way across the field, and even when the guy ends up completing the pass, which every is going to happen sometimes when you ask a linebacker to cover a receiver 30 yards down the field, uh, and you saw that happen in Jacksonville, but even then when the guy makes the reception, he's right there. You know what I'm saying? Like I've seen plenty of Dolphins football over my years with crappy linebackers that are just torched, and, and the receiver or the tight end has five, six yards of space to catch the ball and go run. That's not the case with, with Van Der Esch. When he gives up a pass, he's still right there. It's great coverage. Hey, dude, yeah. we're playing in the NFL. This is going to happen sometimes. But he looks like a safety. I think he would probably be even better in coverage if he didn't have that thing on his neck that was uh, keeping him I from love turning it. his head around. I think it's badass. Uh, you know, that, that I'm a supporter. Me. Neck but, rolls for life. Dude, Van Der Esch is a badass. The, de- the defensive line, David Irving, Randy Gregory. Randy Gregory's out here getting tacos, pressure. making some Ta- plays. And shout out to Demarcus Lawrence for being a badass, having a freaking torn labrum or oh, whatever yeah. in his shoulder, and still going out there. And it's trying funny because we've talked about like, what do you do? Do you resign this guy? Do you not resign him? And that tweet that came out about him playing with that torn labrum was kind of it. Like at that moment, I thought to myself, sign him long term. He's <laughs> oh, really? earned it. That's hilarious. Are, is that, that's hilarious. Because I think that's going to end up, that's probably what they're going to hold against them come contract negotiation. I know, time. but as a fan, it's like you're hey, going to go man. out there, you're playing herd, you're a wounded warrior, and he's still dominating. Like, Sorry. he's that dude. Sorry, Demarcus, you got that shoulder. Yeah, too much we're worried about tear, your, your health. I mean, golly, I can't believe you played that much. Gotta have to take like. You never got that shoulder taken care of all these years. Two mil less man. a year because Gosh, of this. I mean, I thank you for putting your body and heart out on the line. But no, for thank us, you. But, yeah, we're going to have to let you go, Tank. Yeah. No, he's that guy, man. He's the he leader is. of the Hot Boys. He's a stud. He's a stud. And Antoine Woods has been really consistent all year long. And, and the Malik Collins thing, coming back was a big addition, too. The funniest thing about watching y'all's defense was on the other side of the ball. Well, obviously Blake Bortles. But the corpse of Jamal Charles getting oh thrown out gosh. there. Oh, didn't that make you sad a little bit? Dude, every time Jalen Smith hit him. old, and Jalen Smith crushed oh, him a couple a of times. Yeah, like yeah. more than just once. I'm like, God, like dude, every Jamal time hasn't he got taken a hit like that in a while. He looks Jeez. old as hell. I was like, good God, the ghost of freaking Jamal Charles is out He's here, He's thinking man. to himself, I, didn't even, like, I shouldn't have come back. <laughs> that, oh, I, I know he had to be regretting it. Until that check cleared on Tuesday, and then he was like, ah, maybe oh, it's worth man. it. That dude's not going to be able to walk. I mean, he was barely walking on Sunday anyways with, it like, a year off. Yeah, he's having nightmares he, from He's going to be – I can't wait to see how he looks next week because last week he Oof. looked like a 47-year-old. When the hell is Fournette coming back, dude? This is ridiculous with this It was actually guy. crazy. Up until Jamal Charles this week, I'd never seen a guy go on the field with an actual cane. And it was just incredible to watch him do that. I can't believe Frank Gore hasn't done it Well, yet, Brunel used to do that all yards. the time on the sideline. Oh, that's a good point. That's a good point. Brunel was doing it for a long time. Brady will end up doing that, but he'll still I go, think to, he the will. Super he'll yeah. go to the Super Bowl with the Kane. That's yeah. the difference. Jamal Charles probably won't ever play again. He'll be Kane pimping his way out of <laughs> the gonna Super go Bowl. Whole, he's going to go a whole season with the Kane. Jeez. He's going to lead the league in touchdowns. He's going to go ahead and win Super Bowl MVP. How about both those quarterbacks? I know this is not... Cowboys relevant, but just while the we're on the hell? topic, what you the talk heck, like, what the f off? <laughs> Although impressive, I was like, you got that text. Oh like, who the hell is this God. guy playing quarterback for the Dolphins, and yeah. what has he done with Brock Osweiler? What the bleep, Osweiler? What the hell, man. that's he like the turned, one. Hey, he's good for like one in twenty. He turned it into Hard Brock Stadium. Good gosh, no, but what Brady did Sunday night in that duel with Mahomes, which is everything we ever dreamed it would be. 
coming back, and then what Rodgers did Monday night. Literally coming back. It, both of those quarterbacks, just the best. Yeah, that second the half best. was filthy. Yeah, that was great football. I'm sure we'll revert back to it when we get to football Friday. Yeah, no doubt. On Friday, but yeah, tip of the cap right there to greatness. That was beautiful. The best Sunday night. I mean, gosh, I wish every Sunday night could be it. Honestly, I wish every night could just be New England Patriots, Kansas City Chiefs, prime time. Let me fall asleep to that every single every night. night. That would just be beautiful. On a loop. As yeah. just a lullaby. Or Jaguars-Cowboys. Or Jaguars-Cowboys. Like in between. Yeah. Gosh. That, hey, dude, congrats to you. Congrats to the offense for actually doing a couple of things. I'll tell you, if they would stick to that sort of that zone-style running scheme. We've been calling for it. And just give more that, college-like. Give Zeke that opportunity to find his lane and hit it, especially when you're going up against those aggressive teams. You're going to see Philadelphia again later. That's going to work. But I would still do it even against Washington this yeah. week. That's the game plan. I, to me, besides you know, r- you know, know, little things here or there probably, that's the game plan every week for the Cowboys. I mean, that's your recipe for success right there. I'm with you. That running, Dak giving you the threat on the first drive of the game, Tavon Austin ran the ball, Ezekiel Elliott ran the ball, and Dak Prescott ran the There's ball. A lot of movement. That keeps a defense going, oh, bleep, what's going Definitely. on? What is going on? And that was just, that was stellar. And the thing is, can you keep it up? Because I still know, I know plenty of Cowboys fans who are are not believing this right now. They saw well, it, they're yeah. like, I don't give a crap. They have too much built-up storage of that whole coaching staff, particularly Garrett, to think that there's any real change long-term um, in terms of coaching and schematically. But, I mean, hey, at least for a week, I think you got to enjoy it. Yeah, absolutely. And that's why, because you don't know when it's coming again. And I do think Well, because then that, you get the rumors of a Garrett extension. Well, and then that's you're complete like, baloney. The, there's no way. Oh there's no way. Oh, my God. And extend that guy An right extension? Now. Come, on. Come on now. For Garrett? Yeah, that's going to be sad if that happens. That that's that's going to be the sad thing. Is that they go nine and seven? Maybe they make the playoffs, or they don't, and Garrett remains. You know? Yeah, I mean, I don't think, <clears throat> I don't think Garrett's going anywhere. And I didn't think that he would unless they went four and twelve to six and ten. Something really, something really real stinky. Top ten pick. And they're not. I mean, they're just too. They're one of those teams. They'll find their way to be at, at worst eight and eight. You can't have a top five defense and end up being one of the the worst. Yeah, teams in the league. it's not happening. Your defense is too good for that to be. Which is so weird that we're saying that. I know. It's just amazing how you fix one thing and now the other thing's all of a sudden leaking oil. Yeah. Oh, but hey, crap. on Sunday it was as complimentary as it gets. It was both sides of the ball, offense staying on the field. Defense making plays. Granted, Maher if you, if you want kicks. your defense to feel good, there's nothing better than looking across the field and seeing Blake Bortles and and you know Grandpa Jamal Jamal Charles out there. You know, so. Well, do you think it was more the Cowboys actually played really well, or the Jaguars just aren't aren't who we thought they were? They're not that good. I I do think we're starting to realize that the Jaguars are potentially not what we thought they were because their defense maybe took a step back. And that's really what carried him last year. And then offensively, if Fournette's not there, they're a completely different team. Like you see their their rushing numbers with and without him, and they are not the same team without him. So, and he's been out most of the season. You got a hamstring injury. I mean, that's probably that's going to be there all year. So he's not going to be himself. They're not going to have a full Fournette all season. So I think the Cowboys caught the Jags at a beautiful time. Uh, and the and I, I noticed that I don't know what the exact record was, but the Jaguars are, are a really bad road team as well. 
Uh, so when you combined all of those things, sure, that was a recipe for success for Dallas. Just the fact and that Conor McGregor in. was at the game, and so, of course, you know, yeah, that adds a factor. How, how how can you forget? I wonder if uh, I wonder if Jerry went away from the Johnny Walker Blue, sipped on some Irish whiskey. I didn't see Jerry having any problems. Well, Connor had that stuff all over the damn place. Oh yeah. Well, by the end of it, he was. Well, you know, I tried it. Bathing I don't it. know if I mentioned that I had some proper twelve the night of the fights. Yeah, which clearly worked out for you. I was schnockered. That stuff is so strong, man. That stuff is strong, and he might have been. Maybe that's due to his performance. Well, yeah, victory. My gosh, what a just a cool combo! The Unbelievable. Fact that you had your boy in the it building. was just a. It was it was a heavenly day all the way around. Romo's on the call. Like how great! Look, is it and to I, have I gotta Romo say, I gotta say, Romo and Nance at moments really were not that good. What? Like they're still just naturally likable and you love them and Tony gives some good insight here and there and Nance is Nance but like Nance was calling Dak Zach multiple times mm, and like no, one no. time he made a joke about it did he like, ever call Zeke Deke never said Deke but he kept said Zach Prescott several times and one of them one of the times he noticed and he like joked about it like huh Zach I mean Dak you know I said Zach which is great because we do that on the show too and it's good to have that kind of openness and you laugh about oh, it oh yeah you're gonna stumble just, it is what it is we all but stumble. he did it multiple times and at some point somebody's got to say hey Jim it's Dak man with a D brother there's no Z there it's D-A-K there's a huge D at the front of that there's word. a big ass dong D and the front of that A-K there's no Z it's Dak or write it down, Jim. Do you need to write it down? Dak, not Zach. Big D, Dak. Dak with a D. No Zach. Come on. The Dallas Jim, Cowboys. come on. Dak Prescott, hard D. But this is just a wild three-week set for the Cowboys because they just had Nansen Romo. They're going to get him again on Sunday with the Washington game. And then have their bye week. Coming out of the bye week, the Cowboys are on Monday night bleeping football. Oh, you know what that means. What? <laughs> the one, the only. God, if you had complaints about freaking Nance and Tony. Well, it's just because they're so damn you're good gonna, usually. You're going to crap your pants whenever you hear Jason Witten. I don't know if you've heard him recently or not, but we've had our fair share of Witten conversations this year. Yeah, usually, Walter Payton Man of the Year Award candidate, yeah. I think. No question. He's definitely not going to be Broadcaster of the Year Award. Don't think so. Whatever the hell that is. What? Yeah, he ain't Dude, getting that one this year. looking sharp as ever. Uh, well... You can say that, you know. I mean, his hair—I'll give it to him. It the color You're doubt almost the, suits? The, the color on top almost matches perfectly the color on the sides. So, props to him almost. for that. <laughs> it um, almost it's does. almost completely not noticeable. It's too much of a hint of dark gray, almost. But he he had his fair share of gaffes. I don't know if you watched Aaron Rodgers' historic comeback on on Monday. I night, saw the end. Like I literally saw the final drive. Did you hear any of it? Because uh, <laughs> I heard one part. I heard I heard one thing that Witten actually made fun of himself on Twitter about. Yeah. Okay. So we have that one. He had a couple of things here. So well, there were a couple of things. Let's see if uh, Witten can say just something easy. You know, he's a professional broadcaster now. Let's start. Let's start small and just say, hey. Jason, you're calling the San Francisco 49ers and Green Bay Packers game. Jason Witten, can you say San Francisco? San Francisco cannot kick themselves in the foot like that. As you can see, he he really cannot say that. Actually, um, he struggled, <laughs> and it was uh, it was just great to hear that. But damn, did and, he look good? Uh, sure, you know he you looked know, sure so good while he said up. it, though. So then he follows that up after <laughs> Rogers goes crazy and does his thing 
He lets the world know that Rodgers did something with a rabbit that I don't know that anyone's ever done. I'll tell you what, Tess, you saw Aaron Rodgers there. Blood on his elbow. Big old knee brace on. Hitting the wrist. It doesn't matter. He pulls another rabbit out of his head. Get getting some head. <laughs> Get getting some. <laughs> I mean, my God, Jason. That's just it, I couldn't have drew it up any better. Um, you know, and it just it's perfectly on brand for me because I've been coming at it all season. I, listen, I'm, I've watched him since preseason. I will say I have noticed some improvement. Okay, but he certainly took a couple steps back this past. He week certainly again. has not been uh, very good compared to his former quarterback, who just crushed it from day one. I feel like it would. I feel like people would have given him less hell for it if he would have just said like pull it out of his ass instead of pull it out of his head. Pull it out of his ass. Just the fact that it's head. I mean, I like the fact that he trolls himself on Twitter about it. I mean, he's self-aware. He's but not it actually hiding would it. make more sense. Like, pulling something out of your ass makes more sense than pulling something out of your head. Yeah, but he, he meant, like, hat, which you wear on your head. Of course. But, of course, he just had a mental, It's you know, the CTE. Is that, is that what it is? <laughs> well, he did have that historic play without his yeah, helmet. Yeah, he did. And I don't think it really is the CTE, but, you know. But according to Merrill Hodge, it has nothing to do I'm with gonna that. Any, uh, <laughs> hey, hey, I'm not going to make any, hey, hey, I'm not going to make any, um... By the way, if you don't know, former uh, Pittsburgh Steeler and sports center guy, ESPN guy, Merrill Hodge, is uh, coming out with a book. There's a book. There's supposedly something in the works there. Yeah, Um, so just as a heads up there. Anyways, back to Witten and pulling things out of Rodgers' head. Yeah, so he just pulled it out of the head instead of a hat. It is what it is. I mean, certainly Witt's not been good. It would have been awesome, though, to see, like if Rodgers throws that unbelievable touchdown and then, boom, rabbit right out of his head. Yeah. It's like after I throw the best, most accurate touchdown you've ever seen to Devontae Adams to win the game, Gosh, I'm going to pull my helmet off and have a rabbit. Unbelievable walls coming out of Aaron Rodgers' hands. Gosh, Jason Witten. Oh, there's I mean, honestly, Jason Witten called the game in that moment the way I wish it had happened. You know, I wish that actually did happen. Yeah, that's what like he's hoping to. If I'm listening too, on the radio, I'm really going, the key. oh, my God. This is incredible. This is the most amazing Houdini. thing. How have I not seen this? Unreal. Jason, thank you for letting me know. Get out of the way. He just pulled a rabbit out of his head. Now, Tessa Tour, I don't think, has been very good either. And the fact they've got Boog. Just hanging from some. Just doing whatever oh he's doing. God, he's getting just zoomed up, up and down the sideline with a bunch of wings and brats. And... He's sitting up in something that you feel like you see like on the sides of the road when they're doing construction. Yeah, it's like weird. Like they just got him just like suspended up there. And he's just watching the game. And they never know when he's going to chime in. Like they've got to be sitting there. They're, they're having their thing. They're finally feeling each other. And then all of a sudden, oh, here's Booger with a. Yeah, he's, he's got something just, to say. He's just suspended up there what in the was air it, what at was Lambeau that Field, freezing his balls off. Oh, you're cold. Need another pork chop. Got it coming down for you, Bug. We got you, Boogie. Get it out of your head, Bug. Bugs, Bugs. And then Tessator just doesn't shut his bleeping mouth. Sometimes, sometimes you just need. You know, that's why. In growing up, listening to Pat Summerall. Pat Summerall was my guy, and Pat would just say a lot by saying a little. Like it would literally be three or four words. To describe certain plays. Like rabbit out but of the hat. All he had to do, and it, it, it got the message across. Like, even in the 2005 Rose Bowl, the national championship, Vince Young scores. Right? Boom. People remember that. Three words. All it is. You don't need to say, Vince Young beats pulls blah, blah, no name, pulls ass. the rabbit out of his head, and the Longhorns are up, blah, 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 in the Rose Bowl with blah, blah, time left on the blah, blah clock. He pulled it out of his head and no, his No, we're ass. watching it happen. There's two rabbits on the field now. Going to the corner, and he's got it. 
That's all it is. Boom. Easy, crisp. Joe's like mumbling, bumbling. It's in boxing, buddy. I don't need you to say a million words yeah, a minute. Yeah, Tessator tried to steal Drew Brees' moment a Crikey. little bit. Crikey. Yeah, shut up. Just narrating the whole shut thing. Shut the hell up. We can see it happening. It's like, let Drew get his wife It's not radio. There's a difference between radio and TV. Let him bask in We're this. We're watching this, Joe. We're in it with you. We're seeing it. I don't need to tell. I don't. What is Drew Brees wearing? I don't care. I can see it. Well, Joe, stop. I just want a credit to Jason Witten. For, yeah, we'll see how Witten does against the Titans on Monday just having, Night But having a great imagination, you know, he adds color, and that's exactly he what he did. I mean, He's that adding was, juice and energy. Color. Yeah, I mean, he he brought to life something that we all wish had happened. All in all, they'll probably all get fired. Yeah, I, I don't see either one of the three. Well, I think Gruden will be back within two years. Okay. And they've got to find a way to get Tariko's sexy ass back. Well, and they definitely got to find, find a way. To They're get, not going back to the thumb. They got to figure out a way to get Witten out of there. Witten's, I think that's move number one. I think it's time to do a freaking mega deal, too. Oh, they always do. That was a swing and a miss right there. That's what happens. It's weird because they just, said he tested so well. Like, I want to see those tests. There's no way he tested well. Like, oh, he tested great because there was like several people. Greg Olson was mulling retirement if he got that job. I want to see. Uh, so he got it over Olson. Film don't lie. You can show up to the combine and do what you want, Jason. Film don't lie, brother. I in the sky don't lie. J Dub, oh, I've rabbits seen in you. The heads. I've seen you, friend. You're the you got a fast forty on the test. Great. I'm glad you ran fast, bro. You jumped high too, didn't you, Jason? Well, you showed up on Sunday, Monday, laid an egg, brother. But he's running with his helmet off. And rabbits out of heads. We are the Nosebleed Seats Podcast. Zach Wolchuk, Eric Chiafalo on this Victory Cowboys Wednesday. Thank you for joining us for a little Cowboys conversation. The Cowboys win. We're partying all week long. Hopefully they can do the same on Sunday against the Redskins. Enjoy the opening to the NBA season. The Mavericks play tonight. It's Luka Mania. And we'll have an around the rim coming up for you. Definitely we'll have football Friday on Friday. So just stay tuned. Lots of big things happening here with the No Split Seats podcast. And make sure, rate us, five stars, subscribe, Apple, iPod, iTunes, podcasts, wherever you can find them, blogtalkradio.com, all the shimoleons. Hugs and hand pounds, everybody. Come poised. Love each other. Take care of each other. Peace. I'll tell you what, Tess, you saw Aaron Rodgers there. Blood on his elbow. Big old knee brace on. Hitting the wrist. It doesn't matter. He pulls another rabbit out of his head.